Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert. Dr. Millicent Ravello is with me, but we've got a huge topic to deal with, and I'm not sure that we're both up to it. Are we up to it? We are definitely up to it. You're up to it. Oh, I could do this all day. I'm telling you, well, I know you're a fillers <laughs> fan, but like there's so much to talk about with fillers. Fillers it's are very a filling. huge topic, very fulfilling. They are fulfilling. Go I dorks. love <laughs> Like how many filler analogies do you want to use here? Do you, I mean, how many like uh, you know puns do you want to go with? Yeah, the fillers are they've changed the game dramatically. And I was actually thinking about that the other day, and I was talking to another friend of mine who does fillers as well, and just how game changing is a good word. Fillers really are like they, they've they've transformed yes. aesthetics. Like who needs to age anymore? No thanks. Nobody. And I haven't, and I'm going to keep fighting it. To the death. So today we were obviously talking about fillers. And for the uninitiated, fillers are any, well, there's various kinds which we can go into, but they are substances which are injected under the skin, usually in the face, although they can be put in other parts of the body. And they have several goals, but the main one is to fill and replace volume. To create volume. To create volume under the skin. They're, they're sculpting kind Ooh, of that's a good materials. One. Yes, sculpting. By adding, by addition, as opposed to liposuction, which we've talked about in a previous podcast, this is about adding to create a new look. And there are a variety of reasons and so many different applications for fillers, but I would say that there are two main kind of paths or reasons someone would have fillers. It can be number one for anti-aging purposes. So with age and with time, your face and your hands and everything loses volume. That's just what happens when we age. And so fillers are designed to replace the volume that's lost and to rejuvenate and create a more youthful look and contour. The other aspect of fillers is just enhancement of what you already have for a more cosmetic or more aesthetically pleasing appearance. And that can be in the cheeks or in the lips or in the nose. So it doesn't have to be an aging technique or, or treatment. It can be a purely cosmetic enhancement as well. Right. And the key is to use the correct filler for the correct indication. In the right patient. There are many different fillers now. We've got, we've got lots of choices. Mm-hmm. There are the hyaluronic acids, and then there's Sculptra, which is a polylactide, a polylactic acid filler, so it's absorbable, mm-hmm. but it is designed to actually use the body's own processes to create collagen, collagen and right. scar tissue that makes the volume itself. Right. And then there's also, if you're getting really fancy, you can also do a synthetic fat, which is Renuva. Renuva, I, I have to mention that I am a consultant to MTF, uh, the Musculoskeletal Transplant Foundation, which is the a maker of uh, Renuva. Renuva. I haven't used it. Oh, I do. I like Renuva. What do you use it for? Well, uh, it can be used in the face in areas that you would typically fat graft in the face. So providing volume in the cheeks or in the under eyes. Um, I've used it actually in the labia. For a patient that needed volume in her labia, she was getting older and she was seeing some volume deflation. She had done fat grafting and she didn't have the results she wanted. She just needed a little bit of touch up. So we used Renuva. Excellent choice. Yeah. There you go. And how was the long-term result with that? It's good. So the Renuva is good. It, it brings an initial volume, but it also sort of like the sculpture stimulates the body to create its own fat. So it's like a scaffold. Interesting. 
Yeah. Again, as a guy who hasn't used it, I have a patient that I want to use it on who has rippling on the uh, breast. The breasts, yeah. Is that an indication? She has no fat yeah. whatsoever. Yes. For her, that is an indication. That's an area that typically we would fat graft, but in patients that have absolutely no fat, then Renuva is an excellent option. The caveat that I will say there is that the amount that you get in each syringe is pretty small. I mean, it's 1.5 to it's 3 like cc's and it's about $1,500 per syringe. So if you're doing large, if you're doing larger Wait, areas, what <laughs> did you just say? Fifteen hundred a syringe? A syringe, yeah. So it what? can it can add up real quick. And it's one point five cc's. Mm-hmm. So that's a hundred bucks per point one cc mm-hmm. of allograft fat. Yes. yes. I got to talk to those people at MTF. <laughs> No wonder I haven't used it yet. That's crazy. Yeah, expensive. I know. And there are people out there who are doing a combination of Sculptra and Renuva for gluteal for enhancement. I and I can only imagine the ticket cost of that. I mean, it's got to be incredible. It's it's not on my menu. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. That is not <laughs> happening. That's too much. Yeah. I'm going to do some squats. How about that? But we digress. Uh, so back to fillers. Yeah. Like the, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked. Let's by just that. go back to the generics. So the right, hyaluronic so. acids, which are going to be the whole line of Juvederm products and the Restylane products, I think are probably what 80% of most patients and practitioners use when they're doing fillers and when they're talking about fillers. So kind of just True. going through the various places that you can put fillers. I mean, you can literally put them anywhere you want. But in the face, you know, kind of going from top to bottom, you can use them in the temples to kind of fill yes. and, and correct what we call temporal hollowing, which happens as we age, especially in thinner faced individuals, they get a hollowing in their temples. It can be used under the eyes for the hollowing and the dark circles under the eyes. I know you use it in the nose. You yep. like using the nose. Um, I did one today. There you go. Cheeks, cheekbones are an excellent place for it. The nasolabial lines, which are those smile lines you get on either side of your nose. And then the lips are always a, a fan favorite. And then the chin. You can kind of just... Yeah, have, you can build the chin, you can build the chin, chin implants yeah. uh, type of uh, filler. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fillers. I think they're... Uh, I like the hyaluronic acids because there is an antidote. You can dissolve mm-hmm. them. Right. I think that's very useful. I like the uh, versatility of the different types of cross-linking because that's what changes the products is how much cross-linking there is between the uh, hyaluronic acid molecules. Right. Right. And so what that means is that some some of these products are thicker. They are more difficult for the body to break down so they last longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some have better structure. So it just depends on uh, how the fillers are used and delivered to those areas and which ones you deliver, how long they're going to last. Right. And so the ones that we use, like the Volumas, is, an, is a very popular one. That one is a cross-linked formula, and it's designed to go deep in the body. So right. we typically use that on the cheekbones because we're putting it right on the bone, as opposed to something like a Volbella or a Restylane Silk, which is a very much, I guess, thinner, you could say, filler. And we use that in places that are closer to the skin where you don't want as much bulk. You just want more of a smoothing effect. Yeah. And I think that's the key is to get uh, facile with the different versions of these fillers so yeah. that you can use the right one in the right place. Right. And you know, once you've decided that you want to go and have the fillers done and you have a certain area that you want to correct, I think it's important to know what you can realistically expect and achieve. Correct. You know, the easiest patients for 
me to treat or that I find that are easy to treat are the young patients that are coming in for an enhancement of what they already have because they already have, you know, their volume in the right place and they're just coming in to get a little bit of a pick me up, bigger cheekbones, fuller lips, more of a chin. And that's an easy enough thing to accomplish where it gets a little more difficult and where expectations really need to be set is in the patients that are using it for anti-aging purposes. And I can't oh, yeah. tell you how many times I have seen patients come in and they're saying, oh, my daughter does fillers and Botox and said I should come in or my friends do it. So what can you do to make me look 20 years younger? And I'm like, well... How about a facelift? You know, like <laughs> time machine, time machine. Time machine there are do. limits to what we can realistically accomplish with right. fillers and Botox. And I don't want to, you know, charge my patient $5,000 for what's going to be a very minimal effect. No, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be clear about what can be achieved and what yeah. can't be. Um, right. You don't want to, you know, pump a bunch of fillers into somebody's face, make them look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and then they still need a facelift. That doesn't right. work. Right. If you have a significant laxity of your skin, you know, there's not a whole lot that fillers can do. And if no. that's what you're trying to achieve with fillers, you're going to look very, very puffed up and strange. Well, there are a lot of people that do because there's a lot of people who are like, I'm going to avoid the facelift. I'm going to, you know, yeah. just keep, you know, pumping this stuff in. And then all of a sudden their head is twice the size it used to be. I've right. seen it a lot. No, and I think we do see it a lot, especially out there in the media. Um, fillers are great and they serve a purpose. I think if you're using it for anti-aging, obviously every patient's different, but the best patients are the ones that are sort of in that late thirties to late forties age range where they're not quite ready for a facelift yet. They get the most benefit out of using fillers in that way. But once you're getting a little bit older than that, or if you're expecting dramatic results and you expect to have a facelift result from fillers, it's not realistic. No, you're not going to be happy. And and by the way, you're going to spend a lot of money. You'll, oh, your practitioner may love you. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, but these are yeah, not these are not cheap. Not, it, they're not, especially when you're putting in that much volume. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, this like a syringe of Juvederm in Beverly Hills is probably average price six hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable number, and it is important to differentiate. Like we talked about, different cross-linking and different kinds of fillers. Some are more expensive than others. So plain old Juvederm, I say six fifty to seven hundred dollars is pretty average. I think the standard cost of Voluma is about a thousand. So depending on right. which one you have, you know, it'll vary. And the Voluma lasts longer. And the Voluma so. lasts longer. But still, yeah. Let's say you need two syringes and then you want to do something else yeah. and then all of a sudden like you've got a filler bill of Several you know four thousand. to five thousand dollars easy you add some botox on it and that's a big trip to the yeah. to the aesthetics division of the plastic surgery office right no i 100 percent agree so yes it's expensive and depending which ones you get you know some last longer than others but a standard syringe of juvederm depending on where you put it i would say lasts anywhere from three to six or seven months and For Vol sure. And Voluma, you know, they advertise it as lasting two years. I think I probably see it lasting really maybe like nine months to 15, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I agree. There, yeah. It's not a two-year no, filler. No, no way. Um, Sculptra, I do want to touch on that because I, I love Sculptra. I think it's a really nice filler. It's more permanent. It does go away. People say, oh, it's a permanent filler. Well, it's not because it's, because it's PLLA. It's absorbable. But what it does is it generates tissue. Right. What it leaves behind is a scaffold for your own tissues. Right. To form. Which which are not quote unquote permanent per se. They will 
be there a lot longer. They'll they'll stay there, you know, because it's your own tissue. But ultimately, it will also age, right? As we all do, right? And I think what the kind of the one thing I do, you know, this is sort of my soapbox on fillers. I want to touch on a little bit because I feel like fillers are definitely very ubiquitous. You know, everyone has them. It feels like if you're on social media, it seems like everyone's getting them, um, and it's very common in a lot of places, especially in LA. But it's it's not a benign procedure. It is no. not the same as going and having your hair and nails done. <laughs> which, by the way, you can have some awful outcomes and it feels horrible when that happens. My but hair, they grow back. My hair, but your hair grows back. And there's not a chance of having a significant medical complication if you have a bad haircut. And so even though these fillers and these products are called non-invasive and you can get them, it feels like, on any street corner, they are a medical procedure with very real medical complications. For sure. You know, the <laughs> the complication profiles are minimal, but they do happen. Yeah. Uh, lumpiness. You can see problems with vascular injections if you get the filler into the blood vessels. Right. Uh, you can see problems with uh, allergic reactions, infection. Uh, there are there have been times where I've seen that bluish hue to the mm-hmm. skin, the yeah. Tyndall effect uh, from the uh, fillers being too close to the skin. So those things are very real, but they are in a, the hands of a skilled practitioner. I think that they're minimal. They are minimal. And, and the, probably the most common one you'll get would be bruising um, or just sort of a irregular contour, well, not what you were expecting. Although allergic reactions is not, um, it's small, but if, I think we are seeing a little bit more as more people are doing fillers. We're seeing more allergic reactions, yeah. even in patients that didn't have allergic reactions before. So I think that it's still a very small amount, but it's definitely there. And then, yeah, the, the bad ones, the bad complications, you know, where your skin dies or God forbid you even go blind, thankfully are very rare. Very rare. But... They happen, and they do happen even in the hands of very skilled practitioners. There is a level right. of variability to filler injections, which even the most skilled injector can't always predict. So, yes, the, that is a very rare occurrence, but it's just something you have to know when you're going into this. It's not the same as getting your nails done. Like This is a no. real procedure. And you also have to understand that there are antidotes the again the hyaluronidase for the uh, juvederm so if these complications do occur there are things you can do about them and yeah. that's why you go to a board certified plastic surgeon board certified facial plastic surgeon a dermatologist. dermatologist a pa that's working for those types of people yeah. that can really manage these things because it's not about when things are good, they're good for... They're great. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. But when there are problems... You want to be with someone... You need somebody who can handle Who that. knows how to handle it. For yeah. sure. Agreed. Uh, but I love the fillers. Uh, I still love injecting myself. Uh, <laughs> not myself, but doing the injections myself. But my mostly my uh, patients are injected by my PAs and nurses mm-hmm. who work for me. Then, you know, I'm kind of jealous because like, I think I should just do like a filler day once a week. And it's really fun because you get get sculpt to sculpt people and make them look great and really take advantage of their anatomy to to use the fillers to to enhance their look and it's super cool. Yeah, it is fun. I guess that's the thing with fillers; like you see the result immediately. Botox is is fine and it's great, but you don't see any immediate effects. It takes a while to kick in. Whereas fillers, you see it while you're injecting and you can literally see the face change and transform in front of you. It so is cool. very fun. It's yeah. very fun. Well, let's do some fillers. I think that's a good idea. I probably need some of that also. 
I pretty much need everything in plastic surgery. I'm I know, take, that's the theme take of these podcasts. Of <laughs> I, I'm just sitting there like, I, I need that. Oh, yeah, I should probably yeah, I should do get that. some of that. Yeah, oh, me I need too. That. You know what I do do that I really love, though, is, is getting a good facial, the hydrofacial. Oh, yeah, you do like that. I love yeah, the hydrofacial. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. sucks things out of my face that I didn't even know <laughs> oh, were in God. there. So. I know, those canisters afterwards oh, are all like God. black. Oh, can't even believe it. So anyway. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's something everybody should do. I think if you're not getting facials, you know, if you're doing all this stuff with fillers and Botox, and you're not taking care of the skin, like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, well, the, let's you know, skincare is a whole another. Yeah, we'll get to it. That's a whole another one. All right, well, for now, I think we're good. Uh, fillers, we'll we'll get into individual fillers in future podcasts. Yeah. You think? That sounds good. Yeah, good. Let's do that. All right. Well, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the nine zero two one zero. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive, in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-644-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery, but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. If you'd like to get more information about our actual plastic surgery practices, you can take a look at my practice at drcalvert.com and Dr. Ravello. Ravelloplasticsurgery.com. My phone number is 310-954-1355, or you can contact us directly through the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups. <laughs>